Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phoenix Cast. Happy fall semester, Auraria Campus. I'm your host today, Rachel Reed Maloney, and I have a really awesome announcement for you all. Since the PCA was founded back in 2009, our Violence Prevention Education Program has only had one professional staff manager managing the entire program with our marvelous interns, but we all know that's not sustainable and we can't do really great things if we only have one person. So over the summer, we hired a part-time prevention educator named Shanae. So everyone clap with me very loudly. I won't do that in your ear, but welcome Shanae to the PCA. Hello. 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 Awesome. Do you want to just go ahead and get started with introducing yourself? And we can just ask you a couple of questions so our listeners can get to know more about you. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, my name is Shanae. I am born and raised in Denver, but I'm a nomad. So I've lived all over the world and all over the country. Um, and this is as long as I've been back in Colorado since I graduated from undergrad. So we're here now. Uh, I've been a sexuality educator, low-key since I was like 12, uh, since middle school. So that is... 20 plus years that I've been in this game. And as a sexuality professional, a lot of the things that I tend to lecture on are about pleasure or trauma or kink. Those are kind of my favorite things. And I am also a sex therapist. So I am licensed in the state of Colorado. And a lot of my clients are genderqueer folks, BIPOC folks, uh, neurospicy folks, and folks who have some kind of sexuality related concern, whether that's identity or pleasure or relationships or trauma, all those things within under that umbrella. Clearly, you can see why we were very excited to have Shanae on our team. They are awesome and bring really cool stuff to our office. And we're looking forward to seeing everything that they're going to be doing with all that knowledge they have. So I know you mentioned that this is the longest you've been back in Colorado since undergrad. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about like your educational background and career background? I know you shared a little bit in your intro, but anything else you'd like to share with us? Yeah, sure. So I did my first year of undergrad at Florida A&M University, HBU stand up, um, (laughs) out of state tuition for fam that was very expensive. So I ended up getting a scholarship to the University of Missouri. Um, and that's where I graduated. My undergraduate degree is in interdisciplinary studies, uh, primarily because I got sick and I was I wanted to leave. So my academic advisor put some things together. And that's what my degree is in is interdisciplinary studies with a minor in social justice and multicultural studies. My master's degree is in clinical counseling from Adams State University, which is here in Alamosa. And I am a certified sex therapist through ASECT, so the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And I am currently getting my doctorate in clinical sexology at Modern Sex Therapy Institute in Palm Springs, Florida. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that you've been doing prevention education like sex ed for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. What got you interested in getting into sex education and prevention work? For sure. So when I was like in middle school, I used to watch a lot of talk sex with Sue Johansson. Mm -hmm. She was definitely my first, um, I guess, my first mentor, my first sexuality education mentor. Yeah. Um, And she died last month, two months ago in June. Um, So sad day, but appreciate everything that she has done. She was definitely the first example that I saw of 
human sexuality as like a profession. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in watching her show, I wanted to have a show. And then when I got to undergrad at the University of Missouri, I joined a peer education program, which taught us human sexuality education and classroom management, how to submit a workshop, all of that. And I was one of the most requested peer educators on my campus. Um, And so that really like established that this is a career. It could be a career. Mm -hmm. Um, After I graduated, I was Peace Corps volunteer in Rwanda. I was in the health cohort, the sixth cohort to go back since the genocide. Mm -hmm. And so that was then an experience that's cute on my resume. Um, (laughs) And then when I got back from Rwanda, I worked for Planned Parenthood for a couple of years. And in doing that, I kind of figured out that I could do this myself. So I started my own education and consultation business and that's where I've been ever since. Again, clearly y'all see why we hired them. They are super cool. They've done a lot of cool stuff. Um, And with all the cool things you've done, what was it about the Phoenix Center when you saw that we had that part-time position open that you were like, I would like to join them. Like they seem like somewhere where I'd want to work. Sure. Well, I've actually done quite a bit of programming with the Phoenix Center um, ever since 2016. A lot of sexual assault awareness month things, mm-hmm. a lot of relationship and prevention kind of work. So I've low-key worked for the PC <laughs> since about 2016. <laughs> and y'all didn't to bring me back every year, except yeah. then, or uh, since then. Um, and in actuality, I have a lot of goals that I needed to hit. And, you know, in trying to get my doctorate, that's a lot of brain capacity. So I found myself having to turn down clients or turn down education opportunities where I would have to create something myself just because I didn't have the brain capacity to. And then also knowing that I didn't want anything full-time because I still needed to be able to write and still do the education and programming that I want to do instead of doing things to, to turn a certain amount of money. So seeing that the PCA was hiring I think the first thing that clicked for me was that I've already worked here. So that would be a solid enough fit. And then the hours really fit with letting my brain have more capacity to finish my doctoral program. For sure. Um, And then, you know, just as a sexuality education educator, IPV is underneath that banner of sexuality education. So it was a lot of things in my wheelhouse. So it worked out really well to find a position where I already had a lot of skills for it that I didn't have to stress my brain out more than I was already doing and then gave me the opportunity to adult in a way that I needed to and then also finish my dissertation because I really want to be done with that. Definitely. How far along are you? Um, So I'm ABD right now. I've done everything that I need for my doctorate except finish writing my paper, Mm -hmm. which has been an experience, but I have a lot of mentors and a lot of support who have been shaping my perspective, which has allowed me to approach it a different way. So I think as of the meeting that I had two weeks ago, it's definitely (laughs) going a lot better than it was before, but I would really like to graduate in May. So we're trying to bang it out. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like manage being a PhD student, working part-time, having your own businesses? Like how do you make sure your time is structured so that you have time for yourself, um, but you're also staying productive in the things you need to be productive in. There's an app for that. There are several (laughs) apps for that, actually. (laughs) I think that I, my, so I have ADHD and my ADHD, if left to its own devices, will make me do nothing. Mm -hmm. So having things to do, or at least building a schedule around other responsibilities tends to be the most helpful. So I, 
have lots of scheduling, lots of apps. My wife is also very helpful and I'm also a Taurus, so I will sleep. Um, and so I need to like accommodate that, yeah, <laughs> accommodate sure. the fact that my body wants to rest and wants to have nothing to do. So I need to make sure that there are time and opportunities for that or else that is the only thing that I will do. I hear that. Yeah. And kind of veering away from that a little bit, since you'll be here at the PCA a couple times a week, what are you looking forward to doing? Or is there anything you've seen so far in being here? Like, oh, y'all are not, you don't have this. I could bring this and like make things really fun or more interesting about a certain topic. Yeah, I think that we do, or at least like since I've been here, we do a lot of tabling, Mm -hmm. which I think is really helpful for getting information out and making sure that we kind of have a position on campus. But I always think it's really fun to host events that draw people in. So that way we don't have to stop them awkwardly on their (laughs) commute from wherever they're going. So I'd like to definitely see more opportunities for people to come to us than us having to like jump in people's paths on their way to other things for sure. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure we can come up with some of the really cool event ideas for mm-hmm. the year. Yeah. And then, you know, using media. Um, so using whatever's kind of out and about as a talking point. So whether that's mm-hmm. like media viewing and then having like a talk back afterwards, yeah. those are typically really helpful. And then they make a lasting impression on people's minds for sure. That's so true. Yeah. I find like the podcast where we do like the media literacy stuff. Those are some of our most consumed ones because, you know, it's happening right now. And then we're having a conversation about that in the moment while it's still really popular and out in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think that'll be really good, especially like even with um, like the Barbie movie out right now is a Mm -hmm. good time Mm -hmm. to talk about gender and norms and the way that systems impact our perspective because the Barbie movie is about existentialism. I don't know why people don't know that, but that is what the movie is about. That's such a good point. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Yeah. that's right. It's an existential movie. (laughs) It's not just about Barbie. It's an existential movie. So There's another step. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, right. But then critical thinking is also a skill that is lacking in our society. So yes, right. So Um, and what do you enjoy doing in your free time when you aren't working and working on your PhD and working on your brand? Um, I like to sleep. Sleeping is love. Um, (laughs) I prioritize my sleep. I have a very expensive mattress because I like to sleep. But when I'm not sleeping, I do like, I play a lot of video games. Um, I probably, probably play more video games and watch more TV than I should, but I quite enjoy video games and I really like TV and movies. So that's usually where I'll be. What's your favorite video game to play right now? Uh, right now I'm playing Miles Morales Spider-Man and Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I oh. alternate when I get stuck on one, then I just go to the other until I get yeah. stuck. Are I you a back. PC user or a console user? I have a PlayStation. I have a PS4. Nice. Um, and like my mom and my brother wanted to get me a PS5 last <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> I want to P- I want a PS5 for my doctorate graduation gift. That's what I've been telling That's my a great goal. Yeah. Like, I'm worked for that PS5. Well, <laughs> and then, like, I don't play my PS4 as much as I would like. Yeah. Right? I think that I do things more than I should, but I definitely don't do them as much as I would like. Yeah. So I didn't want to get the PS5 because I don't want to, like, I've had my PS4 for years now. I have games that I go back to. Like, I play a lot of um, Assassin's Creed Black mm. Flag. Yeah. And I'll just get on my ship and just sail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I, if, my, if my brain is stuck or if I'm 
if I'm you know too tired to sleep because that's the thing that happens. So I'll just get yes. on my ship and I'll sail and I'll go dolphin watching. I can't do that if I have a PS5. So right. <laughs> I want a PS5 after I finish doing all of the other things that I have to do. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How about your favorite movie or TV show right now? What are you recommending? Uh, I have I have my top five and mm-hmm. they rotate depending on what's going on in my life. So in no particular order, my top five favorite movies are The Count of Monte Cristo, um, Sleepy Hollow, Johnny Mm -hmm. Depp's Sleepy Hollow, Sparkle, the original Sparkle, not Mm -hmm. that new remake. (laughs) Um, The Count of Monte Cristo, Django. Mm, I quite love Django. And... Blanking. I don't know what my fifth one is. Sleepy Hollow, Counter Crystal, Django, Sparkle. Yeah, top four feels good right now. That's a good one. Not coming yeah. To my mind. Awesome. Yeah. But out right now, Talk to Me was really good. I like four. I saw Talk oh to Me. It was so gosh. good. Yeah. It was so good. See it. And um, I haven't seen it yet. Me and my wife, I want to go see it this weekend. If they don't come with me, I'm gonna go see it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see the new Insidious because the Insidious franchise it was is really good. good. The Red Door? Yeah, the Red It was Door. really good. I screamed in the movie theater. As you should. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Talk to Me was was really that really looks good. so good a24 movies are always the best movies me too whenever it's an a24 movie i'm mm-hmm. like i have to go see i don't know it. what it's, it's about be but i'm gonna go see it exactly right. and they're the only <laughs> production company who has met the demands of the actors and the writers yes. mm-hmm. they're the only ones who can work right now because yes. a24 was like sure we can do that so right a24 is is definitely where it's at so if you need another reason to support them there's one right there yeah yes it can be done they're not asking for a lot they're not asking they're low-key they're not asking for enough <laughs> but it's yes. definitely not a lot because it's still they're still doing the strikes right now right oh yeah they're still which is strike. wild it's been weeks months it's been like three months that the actors have been on strike mm-hmm. i think the right no three months the writers have been on strike i think the actors have been on strike yeah. for a few weeks and the stunts people are now on strike and the um, production assistants are thinking about going on strike so yeah it's wild that they're willing to let it go, go out so long. But you know what? They got to do what they got to do to get the, what they're well, deserved. Okay. I think that a lot of the production companies are surprised that the, the society at large are very much behind mm. the writers and the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put out a lot of things where it's like, I know like when Euphoria got postponed mm-hmm. and HBO mm-hmm. was like, darn, <laughs> Euphoria season three is pushed back. Yeah. That sucks. And we were like, you should just pay the writers. I, I think that yeah. they all expect us to be like those damn writers, but we're like, mm-hmm. no. Like, we actually support we'll them. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, as much as I want to see Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. I'll wait. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I'm a Stranger Things fan. I was like, I will wait till they, everyone gets paid what they deserve and they yeah. get treated how they deserve. Yeah, we'll so. wait. Mm-hmm. We can be patient. We can. Yes. Yeah, and we're mad at you. We're not mad at them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, take after A24. They're still getting their money. Hey, A24 they're still working. They just started a bunch of new projects A24 did. Because <gasps> they were like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll, we take over, we'll take over the movie <laughs> production field right now. So, yeah, it works. So, talk to me. Recommended. Yes. Awesome. Talk to me. Was so, so good. good. That looks so good. Insidious looks like it's going to be really good. I love the it Insidious really franchise. Good. Same. I'm a horror fan. Oh, I love so. horror, too. <sighs> Amazing. What's your favorite horror? Now that we've digressed. Uh, what is my favorite horror movie? So I like I like comedic horror. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. So like Evil Dead. 
is the scariest, funniest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. I love Evil Dead. I like Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to I Hell was really good. I haven't good. seen that in so long. It's very I'll campy. So yeah. yeah, Drag Me to Hell is good. Um, the Insidious franchise is good. I like A Haunting in Connecticut. Like if you want to go like pure yeah. horror mm-hmm. and like classic horror, like your Amityville horror. Oh yeah. Um, I like Jason, Jason Voorhees. So all the Friday mm-hmm. the 13th are yep. fun. My wife likes Scream. So we watch oh, yeah. a lot of Scream. Um, I've heard the recent one was really good. The recent one does look good. That's also on our list of things to see. Nice. I'm very busy. This, this Fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Freddy Krueger. Oh uh, yeah. Freddy Krueger and Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then vampires vampires are my thing so wow you're in uh all the Anne rice all the Anne rice is really legit for sure awesome Ugh, love to learn that all about you <laughs> <laughs> um and you are into theater as well right yes what do you like about theater what are some of your favorite productions you've been a part of sure so i am an actor and i am also an intimacy coordinator so mm-hmm. i coordinate um spicy scenes on film and on stage um, so that's my favorite things that I've been in. The last show that I was in was One Way Back Day, okay. which is based on folklore from the Gullah Islands and the okay. people of Gullah culture. So a lot of like their creatures of myth and legend, a bunch of actors got together and smashed a bunch of things into one story or into one production. Uh-huh. So that was a good show. When did I do that? That was this year. I I I try to be in at least one show a year if my yeah. schedule will allow. But back at like the height of my theater career, I would be in like shows back to back to back to wow. back. Wow. Right. But one show a year works out. I did the intimacy coordination for Tony Stone um a few months ago. So that was good. I recently just directed a stage reading of a show, Happy to Be Nappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. So I've done a lot of theater this year, more than I thought of. But that was good. So those have been definitely my favorite ones to be in. Um, but some of my favorite shows are Porgy and Bess. Mm-hmm. I like Memphis. Hamilton's problematic, but mm-hmm. I do have it memorized. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I wrote a parody of it that we did last year at Clock Tower. So that was really fun. Nice. And then uh, we just saw the ballet a few months ago. So Bram Stoker's Dracula is a good ballet. Swan Lake is coming. That's a good ballet. Oh, Cinderella so good. is a good ballet. Yeah. And then like opera. We've seen, I've seen a lot of opera. So Carmen, very classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmen has been good. Don Juan was good. That was good. Yeah. I'm very excited for, we have tickles, tickets to Beetlejuice in next That'll month. That'll be so cool. That's be really good oh, perfect timing too, because it's fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're only here for a short amount of time. So we were really lucky to grab our tickets really fast. But I feel like time is moving so fast right now. Because Beetlejuice is in like two weeks, I think. So or at least our tickets. Oh my God. September is next week. Yeah. How? How? Awesome. And then also another update you recently saw queen b beyonce in concert over the weekend yeah what was that like for those of us who may never see her but want to you gotta you gotta make it happen like i'm making so many bad adult decisions right now and i'm i don't apologize for it um so i saw beyonce in vegas and it was an amazing show me and my friend had so much fun while we were there it was a really good show we went to saturday show 
And Sunday show, I'm a little salty of Beyonce right now because <laughs> Sunday show, she wore cuter outfits, like the videos yeah, I saw. Yeah. Like she was being like way more extra. But her mom was there and there was a bunch of like celebrities in the audience, which is like oh, why so she cool. was like so lit that night. Yeah. Um, but I'm important too. And so I deserve <laughs> yeah. those cute outfits. But I am going to see her again with my friends in Kansas City. And there's only nice. one show in Kansas City. Oh, she better bring it (laughs) out. Yes, make it memorable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was amazing like two and a half hours nonstop on 100. Really? No break? No. Oh my God. I mean, there's like in there's like intermissions when like everybody goes and like costume changes. Yeah. And there's like, there's probably like seven acts, I would say. Um, with like an intermission between each act. Yeah. Um, and there might have even been more than that because it was it was like a two and a half hour show. Whoa. But yeah, she was zero to 100 the whole show. And there were like times when like the audience, I remember like sitting at the stage and being like, this girl is still going. <laughs> I was just going to say. I was like, I needed Where's a break. The energy? She got from? it from her, not from me. That is because there were times there were like a few times me and my friends sat down and we had our fans we were fanning ourselves off and I was like I'm tired and hot I know she's tired and hot. but she does spend like half the show in front of a fan so That's good she's planned that out yeah but a hundred non-stop the whole wow. she oh my opens gosh. for herself of course because yeah. she's Beyonce she's, my Who friend was like who's Beyonce? the opening I was like Beyonce <laughs> yeah. Else. Beyonce <laughs> opens for Beyonce. Yeah, Blue was there and she killed awesome. it. So She's doing awesome. so well with like the dancing. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, with her Gosh. summer internship. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a summer internship. But she um. She's gotten like a promotion because before she only had one song. Uh-huh. Now she's got like four <laughs> that wow. she's dancing in before oh she gosh. goes off stage. So oh, look, look at Blue out there being confident and comfortable. Yes. And also on 100. Ooh. So that's a good time. I need to know what they're drinking or what they're taking. I need that energy yeah. in my life. Yeah. Yes. Zero to 100. <laughs> the whole show. Like from the time she started to the time that she was lifted up into the air to go oh say gosh. goodbye to everybody. Oh my gosh, like Yeah, that's how she said bye. Yeah, she flew around, at least everybody on the floor, she uh-huh. flew around them. And then we were like up in the in the 300 section. Uh-huh. So we could see her too. And we were like, wow. That is She's so cool. She gets, in the, she gets in the sky on the horse and then she gets in the sky by herself. Is it a real horse? It's not a real horse. Oh, okay. No, just the little silver, the little silver oh, okay. Horse. Yeah, it reminded me of Lucifer. Only he's silver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good show. That is awesome. It was a good show. That Great sounds visuals. so memorable. Mm-hmm. Me and yeah. my friend had so much fun. We were a little salty. There were some people around us who like didn't know the words to the song. So I was like, why are you here? It feels disrespectful. It doesn't feel good. And then like I saw a picture on Facebook of people like asleep in the audience. And I was like, why are you here? Why are you here? And then I even saw a TikTok of some people who were like on the floor, like in Club Renaissance, who were like, when you don't know the words to a Beyonce song. And it was like classic Beyonce. I think it was like one plus one and I care. And I was like, you don't know. I was like, you don't know four, which is like arguably her best album. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like the audacity. It was. Mm -hmm. And then the people who like weren't dressed properly because she told us what to wear. Yes. Why aren't y'all dressed the way she told us to dress? And how did she tell y'all to dress? She told us to wear silver. She said she wanted to see little disco balls out in the audience. And so I I already passed the assignment before she signed it, (laughs) but she did assign it. So I don't understand 
why people didn't understand the assignment. Wild. But it was a good time. That is so awesome. A good time. And there's not a bad, well, there are bad seats, but there's not a bad seat in the house. When it's Beyonce, like all yeah. the seats are good seats. All the seats are good seats, yeah. but some seats are better. <laughs> there. <laughs> and you're also like a traveler, right? Not just with the yeah. U.S., but internationally. Mm-hmm. Where are some of your favorite places that you've traveled? Um, I was in Japan for my birthday and we went to the Nintendo World out there. So that was really fun. It rained while we were there. I didn't care. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Japan. Amazing. Mm-hmm. We saw Peach. Um, and we were in Bowser's Castle. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And I have Peach and Bowser theory, but hold that to my head. But we, yeah, we were in Japan for my birthday. So that was fun. We did Paris last year. Oh, wow. Um, when we were in Nice. And then we went to Spain. And that was a lot of fun. And then I've hit up a good portion of the Caribbean. And I'm actually going to South Africa next month. So. That is awesome. What are some like travel tips you have for folks who like they want to travel internationally, but like Mm -hmm. they don't know maybe the first step or what's important to bring that people forget? Get a passport. Step one. (laughs) Especially like people of color. Mm-hmm. you need a passport you need to be able to leave this country whenever you want because this country is a hot mess that. and you yes. need to be able to get up and go mm-hmm. so go get your passport and also i just found out that like if you get medicaid or wic or food stamps or something you can get a free passport really yeah so go get your passport that is everyone everyone needs a passport but people of color particularly like queer people of color trans women of color yes. you need to be able to leave this country whenever you want yeah so go get a passport that's so real mm-hmm. yeah and then figure out what what it is that you like to do. I've seen a lot of those TikToks where it's like you're either like a vacationer mm-hmm. or like a like do you want to do experiences or do you want to like hang out at the resort? Yeah. Then you you can like decide what you want to do from there. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the solo trips that I go on cuz my last solo trip, I went to Amsterdam by myself, went to Toronto mm-hmm. by myself, I went to Mexico by myself. Off-season travel saves you a lot a lot of money. So oh. doing that is good. But yeah, the world is the world. Like there's so much more than just wherever you are. Yeah. And the more you travel, the smaller the world gets. That's another really? thing. Yeah. yeah. I think at least. So we're doing South Africa. I'm doing South Africa in September. Um, I just decided I want to go to Brazil for my birthday. So I'm going to try to plan that. And then my wife has Irish lineage. So we're mm. going to try to do Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. So, um, cool. so we're going to try to figure that out. But that's like trips back to back but you know i'm making bad decisions so (laughs) but you're like making really cool memories yeah so yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) awesome and then i just have a couple of fun questions to wrap up our conversation together and i get to know you so the first question i have as a fun question if you had to only experience one season for the rest of your life so spring summer fall or winter what season would you want to experience and why well, that's a hard question because it depends on where I am. Mm, okay, <laughs> where I am yeah. In the world. Um, so hmm, if I have to be in Colorado, then I like fall. Mm-hmm. I like fall because I like to see the leaves change colors. I also really like the fashion. Yeah. Um, so fall fashion is my favorite. But if I'm in like one of my second homes, like Atlanta or New Orleans um, or D.C., I spent a lot of time in Atlanta, New Orleans and D.C., um, then I really like like spring mm. because that's always that's a really great. good time. Body Gras in spring. Yeah. Um, so 
That's a really good time. And that's when a lot of the seafood is reproducing. So there's a lot more crabs. Uh-huh. It's about like crawfish season. It's, yeah. There's like, if you want them like big and juicy, you do have to wait for fall. Mm-hmm. But if you want a lot of them, spring. And it's like the ones who don't get eaten in spring are the ones who become big and juicy. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's fun. If I'm in international, like Costa Rica is one of my favorite places. Costa Rica is good all year year round there's no oh wow that's they, have, nice. they have mountains and they have beaches and mm-hmm. so you move around the country yeah and you get different seasons as opposed to like, the season changing oh cool. yeah so that's good and then like if I'm like on a Caribbean island because I'm a pirate at heart um <laughs> I like I kind of like the rainy season but the rainy season is good just to like hang out. Yeah. If you're going to be active and do stuff, then then like carnival, which is like yeah. summer, your spring, summer season. Awesome. Didn't even think about it, like where the location was. Ooh. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> and DC, is that like when the cherry blossoms start to bloom in the spring? Yes. Yeah, so okay, the cherry cool. blossoms in the spring in DC is always a lot of fun. And then even like Europe, Amsterdam in the spring. Uh-huh. So you can see the tulips. That's oh, always fun. Geez. France in the spring for the lavender fields. That's oh, always wow. really fun. So you just kind of like, you have to chase the flowers. <laughs> the flowers yeah. come <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Well, it's immediately coming to my mind is Danny Phantom. Oh, yes. <laughs> Danny Phantom was amazing. I liked Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. And Chalk Zone. I watched a lot of Chalk Zone. Oh my God, Chalk Zone. Yeah. Oh, my memories. I'm going to go with it. And I like the Powerpuff Girls. I like the Powerpuff Girls. I still watch Powerpuff Girls. So we'll go with those. Awesome. Those are great cartoons. Yeah. Yes. And then the last question I have is one I always ask because I'm biased. I want to see like what your answer would be. Okay. Um. So have you seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Several times. Love. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? The Nightmare Before Christmas is a fall movie because it makes sense September to December, no matter yes. when you watch it. So it's a fall movie. If you can watch it for Thanksgiving, you can watch it for mm-hmm. Halloween, you can watch it for Christmas. It makes sense all fall. Perfect answer. Great. <laughs> Just fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that you didn't have a chance to share? Um, no, not so much. I think that there's a lot that they have heard about me um, during this time. So yeah, that was cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for Shanae for taking time out of your busy day today. You're back to back. So thank you for mm-hmm. doing this with me and allowing our listeners to get to know you a little better. Sure. Um, you will definitely be seeing Shanae at events, tablings, and presentations. So keep an eye out for them if you want to talk with them more about the really cool things that they do. If you've happened to hear something today that has reminded you about a personal experience you have had with interpersonal violence or a loved one's experience with interpersonal violence, please contact our 24-7 helpline number at 303 303- 556-2255. The Phoenix Center is here to support you as you process your or your loved one's experience with interpersonal violence. If you aren't already following us at our Instagram account, you can follow us at Phoenix Center so you can stay up to date with all the really cool things we're going to be having going on for the fall semester. My name is Rachel Reed Maloney, and thank you for listening. I look forward to learning with you next time.